But that is most of what's going on here in this address. Our Father in heaven. God is all-powerful, but he's also personal, and we can talk to him. And we go to him not alone, but he's our father. And he loves us as a perfect father. And this is all ours securely in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's our father in heaven. But I still don't think we're at the peak of this address and what's really going on in prayer yet. Because all of that is true and beautiful, but I do think that what we're about to talk about now is above all perhaps the most profound thing that is really going on when we pray. And so just stick with me as we take some time to set this up. And so first on this, let's just all start by remembering who is talking to us here in Matthew 6. And who is it? Well, it's obviously Jesus. Right, and who is Jesus? Well, he's many things to us. He's our Savior, our King, the Lord. He's God himself. He's our friend. He's the one who brings us into the presence of God and more. But all that said, do you know who Jesus most fundamentally is? And I say that really thinking about it. Well, he's the Son of God. Jesus is the eternal Son of God. And now think about what that really means. And again, stick with me here because eventually this is going to be incredible for us. So Jesus is the eternal Son of God. And, and what do we mean by that? Well, what we mean is that in reality, and I mean in reality, we say that about Jesus because God, the God who exists, is one God and also he actually is three persons. Three persons. And when we say that, we're not just talking about some mathematical puzzle. Sometimes we think like that. No, we're talking about the foundational reality behind you and me and the whole entire universe. God exists and he's one God in three persons. And Jesus, in that God, if you will, has always been the Son of God. And so that's who's talking. But now, to continue to set this up, now just consider what this one God and three persons has always been like. And so God has always existed in three persons. And yes, there is some mystery into exactly what that means. But what we do know from the Bible, from God telling us, is number one, that means that God is love. God is love. And I mean, think about it. God being one God and three persons is why we can say that God is love and has always been love. Because God has always existed in three persons of love. And, and just so you know, no other religion on the planet with only a strict monotheism can say that, like Allah and Islam. Because for Allah, there was no one for him to love eternity past. But with the true and living God, we love love so much because love literally is foundational to reality. God is love. One God existing in three persons of love. And so we know God is love, but then also concerning what this one God and three persons has always been like, number two, we also know from the Bible that from eternity past, this God of love being three persons has also been a God who communicates. He's been communicative within the Trinity. Really, communication, speaking has been going on forever. And on this, just think about it. It's amazing. Jesus, as you know, is the Son of God which shows his love within the Trinity, but you probably know he's also called the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, meaning in God there has always been his Word. God forever past has always been a God who speaks. 
And quickly, just thinking about us, this is why you and I, as those made in God's image, we are people who love to be loved and to love and we're communicators. All like our God from eternity past. It's quite amazing. But anyways, so that's our God. Always and forever within himself being this beautiful God of love and he's always been communicative in that love from eternity past. Which finally brings us back to this Lord's Prayer. (laughs) So that's God. And remember, this is Jesus, the eternal Son of God here, who himself, from forever back, is a person in one of the God of three persons, in this God of love and communication. And so think about it. Jesus has always, from forever back, addressed and talked to God, his Father. He has always been loved and so heard as he talked to God, his Father. And so why in the world does that matter for us? What does it mean for us? Well, incredibly, listen up. This is where it all applies to us. So that's forever past, literally. The God of love and communication. That is Jesus, the Son of God, who has always talked to God, his Father, by the Spirit. And yet, what does he do here to us, his followers? Well, in essence, Jesus, the Son of God, then invites you and I into that love and communication of the Trinity. I hope you see that. Pray then like this, our Father. In prayer, we in Christ are brought into the very love and communication of the triune God of love and communication. That, that ultimately is what prayer is. Jesus, the Son of God, has always talked to God, his Father, and been loved And so that is now true of us as well. And really, that is the mountain peak of understanding of what's going on in prayer. And I know that might seem strange to you or sound just impractical, but it isn't. And I do think that the more we see prayer primarily as that, as literally being taken up by the Son of God to be loved and heard, like he has always been loved and heard within the Trinity itself, the more we see prayer like that, the more it'll have a huge impact on our lives and it'll impact what we pray about. (laughs) Because think about it, really applying that to us now. If we think of prayer as just talking to God, is fine, but if we're only at steps one and two on the mountainside, then prayer to us kind of becomes this just exchange of like, hi, all-powerful God, here's what I want, please do it. And that's often how a lot of us think of prayer as. But as we go up and up this mountain of prayer, we see it so much more than that. We see this God as personal. He does love me. He has proved it in the gospel and I'm secure in Jesus. But not only that, but I'm adopted into his very family. But still, what does that mean? Well, amazingly, think about Jesus. Think about the one teaching us here to understand your adoption. Because do you think that Jesus, the Son of God from eternity past, do you ever think he didn't have his Father's ear? (laughs) Or do you think that the Father ever looked at him and didn't deeply and infinitely love and care for him? No way. Or not at all. In the eternal life of God in the Trinity forever past, it has always been so clear That the Son of God has been loved and heard by his Father. And the point is, so it is for you and I now in Jesus. (laughs) 
he brings you and I into that, into that love, into that communication in prayer. I mean, it's incredible. Our Father. And now, to be super clear on that, that does not make us little gods or anything, but it does mean that the triune God of three persons in the gospel, in prayer, he invites us in. And there we are so loved and secure in Jesus and heard. And finally on that, and I know this has been a lot, but, and perhaps it's been new, but hopefully beautiful to you, but finally, just to even further confirm this, think about one last thing on this before we move on. So we've talked a lot about Jesus and the Father, but we have not talked a lot about the third person of God, the Spirit, in all of this yet, because Jesus doesn't mention him here. But isn't it amazing that in other places in the New Testament, such as Galatians 4 and Romans chapter 8, as you might know, when we become Christians, because of Jesus and what he did, how does the spirit factor in? Well, think about it. We're told very clearly that when we become Christians, we receive the spirit, the same spirit of the Son, and what does he enable us to do like Jesus has always done? Well, the spirit is the one who enables us to cry out, Abba, Father. And so do you see it? Right? This is our God. This is Christianity. This is prayer. Who are we as Christians? Well, we're people ultimately who have been invited into the very love and communication of God, meaning Father, Son, and Spirit. We're saved by Jesus, and we're genuine children of God like Jesus. And finally, that all happens by the same Spirit as he enables us to love and commune with our Father like Jesus always has. And the point is, knowing that about what prayer is, and really believing that when we pray, that is what ultimately is going on. It's not only right and good to think about, but it will dramatically impact how often and in what way we pray.